Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, my friends, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Tuesday, February 16th. And I am starting a new day job today, so yay to me. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today's podcast, we're going to discuss some tidbits from Monday's practice, as well as update the East Division Power Rankings. Before we get to all that, let me remind you, the podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, whatever podcast app you have on your mobile device, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. If you're on Twitter, you can find the show at LO Boston Bruins. On Instagram, the podcast is Locked On Bruins. And you can find me on both platforms at ENC McLaren for some hockey tweets and dad jokes, and a little bit of real-life stuff thrown in there as well from time to time. Yesterday on the podcast, I mentioned some surprises and disappointments from the first 14 games of the season. Due to the shortened regular season, we are now a quarter of the way through Boston's regular season schedule, and the schedule is actually pretty light over the next couple of weeks as... Boston gets ready to host the New Jersey Devils on Thursday. Then they travel to California for a game against the Philadelphia Flyers at Lake Tahoe on Sunday. And then they're not back in action until uh, February 25th, the following Thursday, where they will take on the Islanders. And then the Rangers on Friday and Sunday, the 26th and 28th, respectively, to round out the month. As discussed yesterday, the first 14 games of the season have gone Pretty much as well as anyone could have hoped, uh, seeing as a couple of Boston's top players were likely to begin the season recovering from off-season surgery. Brad Marchand bucked that trend. David Pasternak came back earlier than expected. A lot of turnover on the blue line. Uh, But the Bruins, of course, are 10-2-2 through 14 games, and not resting on their laurels or being complacent as some changes were made in practice on Monday to try to spark uh, some guys and get them going, really. Uh, They have, like I said, plenty of time to improve their game this week with three days of practice ahead of the game against the Devils. With that in mind, head coach Bruce Cassidy used Monday's practice to tweak the forward lines in an attempt to light a bit of a spark under, specifically, Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci. So DeBrusque was moved to the top line right wing spot, uh, a place that he occupied for a couple games before getting injured and before David Pasternak had returned to the lineup. David Pasternak bumped down to the second line to play with David Krejci and Nick Ritchie. Bruce Cassidy said it's a little bit of a few guys offensively haven't had much luck, specifically Krejci and DeBrusque. The hope is with DeBrusque being on the top line with Marchand and Bergeron that he might be able to kind of get going a little bit. 
He got injured, but he was doing a good job on the top line prior to that, and they tend to push whoever is with them, so it could be a nice little setup for him to get going. Krejci has played before with Pasternak. A bit of a different look there. They've talked about it in the past. They'll see how it goes. Uh, obviously, Bergeron and Marchand have been fine. They're going to generate every night. Pasternak had a great start, but the pucks, Cassidy said, aren't finding him quite as easily as when he first came back, and some of that is coverage. So he's trying to get the Pasternak away from the top-line defensive coverage, and maybe this will help get both lines scoring at a more consistent rate. DeBrusque, we all know consistency hasn't been an issue for him, and playing with Bergeron and Marchand is the perfect recipe usually for anybody to find their offensive game just because of how great those two players are with and without the puck. Now with DeBrusque moving from the left side to the right side, it uh, had a ripple effect down the lineup as well. So Anders Bjork back to the left side playing with Charlie Coyle and Craig Smith and then Trent Frederick, Sean Corrali and Chris Wagner rounding out the uh, fourth line. Now on defense, both Matt Grizzlick and Jacobs Borrell are currently banged up and on the shelf, meaning John Moore and Connor Clifton both back in the lineup. And in fact, Kevin Miller was off Monday for maintenance, meaning Steve Camfer uh, took his spot in practice as well. But it's expected that Miller will be back in time for Thursday's game against the Devils. Grizzlick, he's missed eight of the last 11 games. He had an MRI on Sunday, did not practice as he deals with a yet-to-be-revealed uh, lower body injury. Zborl also sat out practice after leaving Saturday's game on Long Island with an upper body injury. Cassidy didn't expect either blue liner to join the team for practice here today. If they're not able to practice on Wednesday, then the likelihood of them playing Thursday's game is uh, very slim indeed, meaning we could see Moore and Zborl both in the lineup. When it comes to Andre Kasha, he hasn't played since the second game of the season on January 16th in New Jersey, but he did skate prior to practice with Bruins skills coach Kim Brandvoid. He's recovering from an quote-unquote upper body injury. Uh, Cassidy said he doesn't anticipate Kasha joining them for full practice today. He's been skating lightly on his own, and until he's with the team, it's hard to project when he will be back. So that's kind of the latest from practice. Shake shaking up the uh, forward lines in an attempt to A, get uh, DeBrusque going with Bergeron and Marchand. Also an attempt to take Pasternak out of that top line coverage, open things up a bit for him, and to develop some chemistry with David Krejci with the view of spreading out the offense and getting, yeah, one, two, three, hopefully, lines rolling uh, now that Smith and Coyle have been reunited as well. Moore, I should mention, was also skating on the second power play unit uh, in Grizzlick's absence in practice, so that's something to keep an eye on as well. One other lineup note, it looks as though the Bruins are over par, as Lindholm was placed on waivers on Mon or sorry on Sunday. It turns out those were unconditional waivers for the purpose of terminating his contract. It seems as though he is heading back to his native Sweden. 
The 29-year-old has signed with Skelleftia of the Swedish Hockey League, where he played before transitioning to the NHL in 2018. He recorded six points in 40 games for the Bruins in 2019-20, appeared in six playoff contests. He had only suited up for one game this season, playing just under 13 minutes in a win over the Penguins on January 28th. And it seems as though he's just keen to get back home, get some more regular playing time, perhaps uh, the pandemic and just being apart from family played a role in this as well. But uh, who knows? We wish him well. He was, yeah, a decent fourth-line option for the Bruins. And uh, it just puts their depth a bit more to the test. But there are certainly plenty of options uh, for the Bruins uh, at the forward ranks, uh, despite Lindholm departing and heading back to Sweden. Craig Smith, I wanted to mention, he spoke after practice, and he said uh, he has obviously been very impressed with his teammates in the first 14 games that he's been with the team. He said the group is special, playing for each other, play for the crest, playing for that next shift. It's fun, and he thinks things are going right. He said the new captain, Patrice, said it best, our best hockey is in front of us. I think that's a fair assessment. You know, the Bruins haven't been blown out in any game. However, they have been trailing in a lot of games, have been somewhat fortunate to come back and steal points or wins from those games. And you'd like to see them uh, come out a bit quicker, have some more lopsided games in their favor, not chasing the score. Uh, And he said, I think we're doing a lot of things right. We're making a few changes and getting better. And, uh, yeah, the best is yet to come for this team. And and I say that, too. I I liked what I've seen from the Bruins so far this season. I don't think anyone could say they've played the best hockey yet, and that's just natural after being out for so long. And things certainly aren't going to get any easier with a compressed schedule coming up after all these postponements and after getting this time off around the outdoor game. So the Bruins do need to find their best game in order to remain atop the East Division. Before we do update the power rankings, let's talk for a moment about rockauto.com. It's a family-owned business, and they have been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from literally hundreds of manufacturers. Their catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications and prices you prefer one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like mortgage or food with rock auto you can be assured that their prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. 
On Tuesdays here on Locked On Boston Bruins, we update the East Division power rankings. Spoiler alert, our Bruins will be at the top, but as usual, we will start at the bottom. And the New York Rangers coming in 7th this week. They have played 13 games. They have a record of 4-6-3 for a 4.23 point percentage, a minus 3 goal differential. I always, of course, like to look at the underlying numbers as well when it comes to shot attempt differential. At 5-on-5, they are below 50% at 48.72, meaning the opposition is regularly making more shot attempts than they are in 5-on-5 play, which is not a good indication of success. So the Rangers... Yeah, for whatever reason, I was pretty high on them coming into this season. They have a lot of young talent, uh, some veteran leadership in the mix as well. Uh, Artemi Panarin is injured. He was injured in the game against the Bruins last week, so obviously that is a factor. But Mika Zibanejad, who scored 41 goals last season, off to a very slow start. I believe he had um, issues with COVID prior to the season. So I don't know if that is affecting him, but uh, the Rangers certainly a disappointment so far this season. I had thought that they would at least challenge for a playoff spot, but right now, uh, well outside the playoff picture. And of course, only the top four teams in the division will make the playoffs right now in terms of points. They are four points out of a playoff spot, but... In terms of point percentage, they're at the bottom of the division at the moment. The Buffalo Sabres, I'm putting in 7th. They returned to action on Monday after a lengthy layoff due to COVID protocols. They played the uh, New York Islanders and they were defeated 3-1. So their record right now stands at 4-5-2, 4.55 point percentage, a minus 4 goal differential which is tied with Washington and Pittsburgh, actually, for lowest in the division. When it comes to underlying numbers, uh, they're okay, 50.22, so pretty even right now when it comes to shot attempts uh, taken and allowed in 5-on-5 play. Um, They probably have one of the worst contracts in the NHL in Jeff Skinner, who's being paid $9 million a year, and I believe he's been placed on the fourth line at the moment Uh, so Taylor Hall kind of supplanting him in the top six on the left side and Jeff Skinner yeah that's a a really unfortunate contract that the Sabres are going to be stuck with for quite some time I wouldn't be surprised if at some point he's a buyout candidate there are still one two three six (laughs) seasons left with Jeff Skinner making $9 million. He has a no-move clause as well. So, yeesh, that could um, really hinder what they're able to do cap-wise, making some additions here uh, down the road. They do have some great young players, and obviously Jack Eichel, Rasmus Dahlin. Still need that goaltending help. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if the Sabres are going to end their playoff drought this season for sure. In sixth place, I'm going to put the New Jersey Devils. They have a record of 4-3-2. They've only played nine games, which is the lowest, I believe, around the NHL. Uh, 
Some teams have already played 19 games. Uh, well, that's only the Vancouver Canucks. Senators, Oilers have played 17 games. The Devils stuck at nine games because of, again, COVID uh, kind of ravaging their roster. I believe at one point they had 17 players on the COVID protocol list. So they do have a 556 point percentage, 4-3-2 through nine games. Their underlying numbers, um, not bad actually. They're seventh in the NHL when it comes to Corsi at 51.95. But again, a bit of a smaller sample size than the rest. And not quite sure if this team, A, can sustain some early success. Jack Hughes had really skyrocketed and broken out as last year's number one overall pick. But... We'll see here if having all these players on the COVID list will affect them moving forward and, and how soon they can get back up to speed. The fourth and fifth teams this week are kind of, uh, yeah, pretty even right now. It's the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've each played 13 games. The Capitals have a record of 6-4-3. and three. Penguins at 7-5-1. and one. They each have 15 points, a 577 point percentage, and both have a minus 4 goal differential, which is not uh, very encouraging at all. The Capitals, 27th in the NHL when it comes to Corsi, 47.74. The Penguins, uh, much better, and they are at 53.29. So I'd probably... Obviously put the Penguins over the Capitals based solely on that. They definitely have better underlying numbers playing uh, where they have possession of the puck a lot more than the Capitals. The Capitals number pretty concerning and so is the Philadelphia Flyers who I'm going to put in third this week. They have a dead last Corsi rating of 44.55 despite having a record of 8-3-2. They have 18 points a 6.92 point percentage, a plus 5 goal differential. So on the surface, things look pretty good for the Flyers, but I don't know whether it's their uh, system, whether it's uh, just an inability to uh, move the puck, but they are consistently getting out-attempted by the opposition, and they have a shot attempt differential that is dead last in the NHL, worse than the Blackhawks, the Kings, the Senators, the Red Wings, like all these teams uh, that weren't supposed to be very good this season. Philadelphia Flyers, there were some high hopes for them, and there probably still are and should be, but um, right now their underlying number is not very encouraging, and they could come back down to earth rather quickly. Uh, That leaves two teams left, the uh, New York Islanders, who I'm going to put in second this week. They're 7-4-3. and three. They're the only team to have beaten our Bruins in regulation this season. They have a plus-one goal differential. Their underlying numbers, shot attempt differential, is at 49.22, so they, too, are below 50%, marginally getting out-attempted by the opposition. Uh, but they for a few years now, have kind of had that mode where they play very defensive, um, allow, maybe allow the opposition to dictate the play, take advantage of some errors, 
very good on the rush. They bury those chances. And right now I'm putting them in second, despite being um, behind the Flyers in points, point percentage, and goal differential. Uh, I just can't put the Flyers that high because of those underlying numbers. Our Bruins, clearly the top team in this division. 786 point percentage, 10-2-2 record uh, for 22 points, plus 12 goal differential. League-wide right now, they sit second in terms of point percentage only to the Vegas Golden Knights, who are 10-2-1 points-wise. They're second behind the Toronto Maple Leafs, who have played two more games, and they're two points back. Goal differential, they're a bit further down the list. Tampa's at plus 22. Toronto, Carolina, plus 14. Vegas, Montreal, plus 13, as well as Colorado. And then Boston at plus 12. Um, So probably not the class of the NHL right now, but clearly the top team in the East. I have seen some... Recent articles suggesting perhaps the Islanders are Boston's kryptonite. They wouldn't want to face them in the postseason. Uh, but overall, I think the Bruins should be able to beat uh, anybody in this division in a seven-game series. You heard Craig Smith say earlier that the best is yet to come for this team, and I truly believe that. And um, at this moment, I would be disappointed if the Bruins aren't the team that comes out of the East advances to the Final Four. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. They even cover awards and reality TV shows. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account, and you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Again, go to their website, sign up for a free account, use promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. The Locked On NHL Fantasy Podcast will help you get the upper hand in your fantasy league with great advice from Locked On Fantasy Hockey expert Scott Cullen. He'll give you the tips, insights, and analysis for season-long, keeper, and DFS leagues, breaking down all the stats and information to keep you ahead of the competition. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. The big news last night was, for the Maple Leafs, another embarrassing uh, loss where they were up 5-1 on the Ottawa Senators, who, if we're ranking teams, they are definitely last in the NHL at 265 point percentage after the win, a minus 29 goal differential. After this win, they were down 5-1, they came back, tied it up, and then won in overtime, defeating the Toronto Maple Leafs 6-5. Apologies to friend of the podcast, Mayor Zilberberg, to whom I messaged that it was a never-in-doubt game. Um, And as penance, I'll be putting on my Austin Matthews shirt today. 
Um, yeah. Hopefully the Maple Leafs can shake this off. They're still a good team and uh, just another kind of, um, yeah, embarrassing outcome. And perhaps Boston's it was 4-1 has now been replaced by it was 5-1. Speaking of the Maple Leafs, they acquired forward Alex Galchenyuk from the Hurricanes for a couple of um, players that aren't very significant, Igor Korshkov and our old friend David Warzowski. I was going to say Wars of Sky, but it's obviously Warsawski. Um, Galchenyuk had been traded by the Senators to the Hurricanes. Uh, didn't cross the border. Doesn't have to go back into quarantine to join another Canadian team. If you recall, Galchenyuk was a guy that I had maybe thought the Bruins could take a look at as a low-risk guy in the offseason. Sign him on the cheap. Uh, he could very well fit into the... Maple Leafs lineup and do pretty well. And, um, yeah, interesting uh, little trading for him as it's his third team this week and seventh, I believe, in, like, the last three seasons or something like that. The Philadelphia Flyers were supposed to practice on Monday after um, having gone through their COVID pause. They still have seven players on the protocol list. They are scheduled to practice today. They have been shut down for a week. And, of course, they are supposed to uh, play the Bruins on Sunday in California. So we'll see if that goes ahead. There have been rumors that maybe the Rangers would take Philadelphia's spot in that game. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if the Flyers don't get these players off the protocol list soon then it's possible that that may have to be shifted around. Three stars of the week last week, Cam Atkinson of the Blue Jackets, Marc-Andre Fleury of the Golden Knights, and Pittsburgh Penguins winger Brian Rust. That's it for today's episode, I think. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for the support. Um, quick pop culture note, I think I mentioned that I have started watching Yellowstone. Two episodes in now, and very much... So again, if you're looking for a show recommendation, do check that out. You can find the podcast wherever you get podcasts. Please do subscribe. Please do download, listen, and enjoy. If you could leave a rating and a review, preferably positive, that would be wonderful. And follow the podcast at LO Boston Bruins on Twitter. And you can find me at ENC McLaren. Have a great Tuesday, friends. We'll be back tomorrow with a mailbag episode and continuing to get ready for Thursday's game against the New Jersey Devils. Take care of yourselves and each other. Have a great Tuesday. Peace.